This is Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Dunham, and you are listening to the home of world football in Southern California. Thanks again to John Thorington, GM of LAFC, who joined us just moments ago. Time now for the Health Report on Soccer Weekly, sponsored by LA Care, as the nation's largest community-inspired health plan. LA Care, elevating health care in the city of angels. LA Care for all of LA. LACare.org. Well, it is a bit of a rough time for injury-wise for LAFC. Latif Blessing now suffering from a hip injury. Looks like he might be out for the Chicago match. Danilo Silva still with a hamstring. And, of course, Aaron Kovar with the knee. You've got the long-term injuries we've had with uh, Quillen Roberts and Mark Anthony Kay as well. For Chicago Fire, they've just got a bunch of injuries where people are out, and they've been out for a while. Luis Solnyak, a part of that. Christian Dean, Grant Lillard, Diego Campos. On the day-to-day, it doesn't look too bad for the guys who have been playing recently for Chicago Fire. So that's your MLS and L.A. Care injury report. Joining us now, as promised, he is the host of Corner of the Galaxy, podcast that follows all things L.A. Galaxy and MLS and beyond, my buddy Josh Gessman. Josh, thanks so much for taking the time, man. Thanks for having me on, Dave. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Appreciate it. And Josh, uh, L.A. Galaxy are making a fool out of me, it looks like, uh, a couple of weeks ago. On this very program, I pretty much buried them. Said they had no shot at the playoffs. They were dead and done. And a despicable season was going to come to an end with a, a whimper. Are they going to make a fool out of me here in these final four games, Josh? I mean, they have a chance, Dave. The, the, the path is very narrow to the playoffs for the LA Galaxy, but it's at least simplistic in their mind. Uh, they just win every game. Uh, they win every game, and, and I think things fall their way, and they probably squeak in and what they can do from there is, uh, of course, uh, MLS legend and lore. Everybody knows that if you get in the playoffs in Major League Soccer and you're uh, you're feeling hot, anything can happen from there. But, I, I mean, they still have some really tough games coming down the stretch. Um, another must-win, and I feel like they've been playing must-win games now for the past, uh, you know, three or four games, and, and some of those weren't, weren't wins. So uh, the big win over Seattle was, was a little surprising, but if you talk to the players, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic especially, they seem to be uh, acting like they figured something out against Seattle, or at least that gave them a boost in confidence. So uh, they, they definitely could make a full view and of a, a lot of people if they continue to win. Uh, winning, I think, puts them in the playoffs. Well, I've gotten a lot right about the Galaxy this year and a lot wrong, if I'm being honest. It's just been that kind of year for me with LA Galaxy. One of the things I got right, Josh, and look, this is no big shock, but I knew Zlatan was going to be a success. I knew it, and and I know you did. I know a lot of people did. I thought it was a good move. Some didn't. I just never understood that, Josh. This guy is an amazing talent, and from day one has proven it this season. Yeah, I mean, not not just from day one, but, I mean, just, just the way he arrives in Los Angeles, the way he's announced, um, the way he comes to play every game, and, and quite honestly, the way he interacts with the press and the fans um, has totally blown any preconceived notion I had about him. Uh, you expect this arrogant sort of smug guy to come in. We've all heard about the big ego of Zlatan Ibrahimovic and how it has its own gravity. Uh, and he comes in and y- you get it when you talk to him. He's, he's fun and he enjoys saying the things he says. And maybe it's not always a hundred percent, uh, you know, truthful about what he's saying. He, he knows it's a little bit of an act and he likes enjoying him playing the character of Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And that has been, uh, without a doubt, the most fun thing this season for me to be able to cover is, is watching Zlatan uh, interact with people and just the way that he answers questions, and you can even feel some of the outrageous answers coming. But on the <laughs> field, um, he's demanded excellence from everybody, and sometimes that's rubbed people the wrong way. 
and uh, and sometimes that's gotten a lot of results. And certainly with his 18 goals and nine assists on the season so far for the LA Galaxy, the clear MVP for the team. Uh, not much of a vote there in terms of that, but I, I really think that. Uh, his confidence is starting to sort of spill over to, to some of the other players now, especially in this, this late stretch. Yeah. I don't care what kind of fool you are to think that I'm about, what I'm about to say isn't true, but that dude can still play on any pitch in the world with any team, in my estimate. I'm serious. Like, he is amazing, no doubt. Josh, he's been a big part of 57 goals for the Galaxy, which, oh, by the way, has tied LAFC in terms of goals scored for second-best in MLS, in case anybody's wondering. Problem becomes, Josh, and you've been talking about it all year as I listen to you, this defense, holy cow. I mean, there has just been no answer for one of the worst defenses. If there, if it wasn't for Orlando and San Jose, this is one of the worst defenses I've ever seen in MLS. Yeah, I mean, it's it's bordering on, uh, again, being the worst defense the LA Galaxy franchise has ever happened. Uh, in 2017, they gave up 67 goals. Uh, they're sitting on 59 right now, and quite honestly, the projections had them going above 67 until they got the shutout against Seattle. A surprise shutout yeah. uh, for, against Seattle. So um, some things clicking, and, and quite honestly, a surprise pairing in the, mid, in the middle of that defense as well. For most of the year, it's been Michael Ciani and Jordan Shelvick. You had those two guys being paired in central defense, and it, and it hasn't worked. And you go back to Dave Romney and, and Dan Starris, who did an unbelievable job against Seattle. Uh, one shot on goal total and just a bunch of blocked shots, and they got in the way of everything. So I, I think, you know, interim head coach Dominic Kinnear there will have a, have a, sort of a, a choice to make. Uh, Sheldick was out last week with the flu. He's back 100% ready and, and apparently ready for selection on Saturday. So put Jorgen Shelvik back in the center-back position, a place he, he's only missed one game this whole year. So is that something you want to mess with the chemistry of the defense that just had a shutout after they basically bled goals for most of the season? We're talking with Josh Gessman, a friend of the show, who also uh, handles the duties over at Corner of the Galaxy. If you're a Galaxy fan, I'm sure you've already been following it, but if you haven't, check it out. The great, great podcast. Josh, what's going on now? I know Chris Klein is on it, but what's going on with the search for the uh, you know the full time manager, if you will? Where's Dom Kinnear fit in all that? If he does, and who else might be fitting in? Yeah, I don't think, and it doesn't seem that way at least right now that Dominic Kinnear will be considered for the position. It just doesn't seem that uh, Chris Klein, the rest of the LA Galaxy front office, are leaning that way, which. Might be a little disappointing, especially I know the players love Dominic Kinnear, but uh, I think in long terms of long term and how the Galaxy are trying to think this time around after uh, failing with Curtin Alfa and Siggy Schmidt, that they're trying to think more long term, a little more strategically, and, and Dominic Kinnear per- probably doesn't fit that. Um, the real targets, at least it seems that the real targets, are uh, are targets also maybe the U.S. men's national team. Greg Berhalter's probably top of the list, but might be difficult to possibly pull away from the U.S. men's national team if that's the way he's going to be pulled. Uh, Caleb Porter is the other one and maybe the leader in the clubhouse right now. Uh, Caleb Porter has a good relationship with Chris Klein. Um, whether or not there's going to be a GM brought in, remember Siggy Schmidt took over the player personnel decisions, uh, but you still had uh, Vice President of Operations Pete Bianis there. Um, so, you know, if you bring in Caleb Porter, is there also going to be a general manager involved? And if there's a GM involved, Dave, do you hire the GM before the coach? That's usually the way it goes, but that may not be the way everything shakes out with San Jose. Ah, uh, the and Galaxy. Also yeah. Looking. yeah. <laughs> Let's go hire the coach and then get the GM. It, it very well could come down to that. I think they're feeling pressure from San Jose and Vancouver, both uh, looking for coaches and, and sniffing around uh San Jose has, uh, I've rumored to be sniffing around Caleb Porter, so if the Galaxy want Porter, maybe they have to move sooner than they want. Maybe that negates the whole GM uh, before the coach thing. 
I know a lot of people. Look, it's easy to you know criticize a team that was so dreadful last year and may miss the playoffs this year. But it, are those coaching choices to you, Josh? You're around this team all. The, are they big enough, quote unquote, for this organization? I I like the Burhalter choice if they go that direction. Just the the connection with the club, former Galaxy player uh, under Bruce Arena, a player coach under Bruce Arena as well. So I like the connection there, and I think Burhalter commands enough attention. Uh, from the Galaxy front office to be able to control everything, GM, uh, you know, technical director. However, he, he'll he'll get it all. Um, Porter, I think, might be a little bit of a, of a of a miss for the Galaxy, but it may also end up being better long term if they go out and hire, you know, a GM like maybe Ali Curtis or, or somebody else who can really put a long term plan in place because that's what's been missing with this team. So. Uh, is it big enough, Dave? I mean, you know, Zinedine Zidane might not be big enough for the Galaxy sometimes, it feels like. With, uh, certainly for Galaxy fans, I, I've been throwing out a bunch of names uh, that should be coming over as coaches. But, yeah, I mean, there's always that question, is it big enough for to be in L.A.? All right, I got the easy one right with Zlatan, Josh, but I got, the, I got yeah. a tough one really wrong. I really felt like Gio Dos Santos would come back from the World Cup, you know, with no more fear of getting injured before the World Cup. And really be a factor. Now, there's been some glimpses, as there always are, with Gio Dos Santos. But what in the world? I mean, this has been a colossal failure with this dude ever since Robbie Keane left. Yeah, it has not uh, gone Gio's way this year at all. I think he's played 30 or less than 31% of the total available minutes to uh, to the LA. I love those stats you use, by the way, on your show. (laughs) I know you you go to them, not all the time, but when you pull them out, they're very effective. Yeah, so, I, I mean, you look at Gio, three goals on the season. I think he's played 13 games total, uh, maybe a little around 800 minutes or so. It might be uh, 100 minutes off or so, whatever you look at. But, yeah, I mean, uh, no impact this year on the Galaxy whatsoever. Um, yeah. In fact, they may actually play better without it, with him out off the field. Uh, injuries, or at least what we expect, or injuries have kept him from really making any appearances whatsoever. Uh, he still has one year left on his contract, Dave, which is sort of the, the real big question. And there's a there's sort of a a rumble or at least a, a, a rumor or, or maybe it's just reporters sort of talking to each other that you won't see Giovanni Dos Santos down the stretch in these last four games, and it could be the last four games that Gio plays. Now, maybe that's a little optimistic for, for Galaxy fans to think that Giovanni Dos Santos won't be back on the field in 2019 and possibly earning six or six and a half million dollars in 2019, highest paid player on the LA Galaxy. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there really seems to be a dip in his interest with the LA Galaxy this year, and whether it's just all injuries and it's just been a poor year for him or anything else, uh, I feel like Galaxy fans, feel like even the Galaxy front office might be uh, finally at their wit's end with Giovanni Del Santos. Now, is that a package deal? I mean, we know it seems like that with his brother, because Jonathan's had some good moments, certainly, and has not been a bad player by any means. Is Does it have to be a package kind of thing going forward? You know, I started out that way. I certainly said that if you're bringing Jonathan in, then he's linked with Gio forever, and Jonathan probably gets a bad rap a lot of times just because he has the same last name as his brother. Um, Jonathan, I think, has been maybe the second or third best player on the Galaxy this year. Wow. Uh, also had some injuries that sort of have kept him. I really loved this play against Seattle. I thought he was priceless against Seattle, probably the man of the match. Um, so I think the Galaxy would love to keep him, and I actually think that without Gio on the field that Jonah is a better player. And I think that without Gio at a club, Jonah could be even better without Gio uh, around sort of as a bad influence, just my opinion. But, um, yeah, I, I no longer think it's a package deal anymore, Dave. I think that they can move on from Giovanni Dos Santos and keep Jonathan Dos Santos. And if you have that option as the L.A. Galaxy, you need to pull the trigger on whatever deal that is. 
Josh, let me ask you this final question here. You know, with the Galaxy, of course, it's all about if they make the playoff there. But they had a successful season against LAFC. Let's bring it back yeah. to that rivalry, getting getting points in those games, maybe, you know, surprisingly in a lot of ways, the way they did it, keep battling. You know, if that hadn't happened, oh, my goodness, could you imagine if those things had been reversed for both clubs? Now, it's yeah, not going it, it, yeah. to make it a successful season if they don't make the playoffs because they did well against LAFC. How do the fans handle that, though? Are they are they reasonably happy with that in, in the sense of maybe a little bit of a, uh, you know, kind of a consolation prize, if you will? I think there's two minds to that, right? It's, it's uh, I don't know, it, it sort of even goes back to my college days at Arizona State. That they always told the coaches <laughs> that you had to beat uh, the University of Arizona, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you do that, you can keep your job. Um, you know, the fact that Galaxy did that, that's great. Um, I think that, they're, that the players are, are, you know, motivated by the fact that they, they kept LAFC from beating them at any time this year. I think the fans also enjoy that. But ultimately, the Galaxy are measured by one thing and one thing only, Dave, and you know that. It's all about championships. And the five MLS Cups that they have in the, in the trophy cabinet are, are what motivates this team. So, I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's a, maybe a moral victory, if you can call it that. But I think the Galaxy still have bigger sights. Uh, sort of set on championships, and it's been sort of difficult, I think, for fans and everybody else to adjust to the fact that, you know, just trying to make the playoffs right now is a major goal. And if they do make the playoffs, I honestly believe this season is a success from what they were last year, um, especially going through a, another head coach. So, I mean, it's sort of, you know, success by degrees in different ways there, Dave, but um, I, I think Galaxy fans and I think Galaxy players also understand that, you know, the ultimate measure of this club is with championships, and that will always be that way. Josh, when the LA Galaxy continue to blow me off, brother, here at Soccer Weekly, I go to the next best thing. That's you, man. Thanks so much for taking the time. Corner of the Galaxy podcast. We love you. Josh Gessman, a friend of the show. Josh, thanks so much for taking the time, man. Thanks, Dave. You bet. Josh Gessman, check him out. Corner of the Galaxy there. Yeah, I'm not playing around. He knows what he's talking about with the LA Galaxy. If they're not going to come talk to me, I got no problem going there. Good stuff from Josh. Soccer Weekly presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2018 Toyota Camry SE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out. PuenteHillsToyota.com. You know what's coming up. You love it. It's stoppage time. Plus, we got a story that is harrowing, to say the least, about Cristiano Ronaldo. That and so much more still to come. Soccer Weekly, Dave Dunham and you, ESPN LA at 710.